0: One, one, two, check me out right here, yo. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back into another episode of the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Friday afternoon discussing the Philadelphia 76ers as they settle in for a, another game this evening against the Sacramento Kings, 730 tip, hoping to right the ship after losing three straight all three without Joel Embiid, and I'm going to be on here discussing, um, you know, the last two against the Utah Jazz and and Atlanta Hawks, which were two really rough outings for the Sixers, especially the Utah Jazz game that was brutal, and then the heartbreak the other night against the Atlanta Hawks, or I should just say the unfortunate um, loss to Atlanta the other night down in the A as. You know, this season, it's had its moments, definitely. I mean, I think it's been a nice surprise the way the Sixers have started off the season. But, you know, the last couple games have really, I think, led us to see what this Sixers team would look like, um, you know, without the role players and, of course, without uh, Joel Embiid that you know, Daryl Morey. You got to give him credit for putting together, I think, a solid bench and um, some role players around Embiid. I definitely feel like the Daryl Morey, um, you know, fire, fire Daryl Morey talks have kind of uh, subsided for the for the minute. But um, it's still yet to be seen if this team can win. Uh, you know, bigger games down the stretch. And as we get closer and closer to May. So, of course, you know, we want to see the most, I think, we can out of the 76ers right now. So you can start to feel, you know, good or um, or indifferent. Uh, and especially out of some of these, um, you know, role players and, and backup positions. But, you know, it, it definitely is a work in progress to say the least. And um, hopefully the Sixers can can get things going. The, the other night against the Utah Jazz was a pretty abysmal game by Philly. I mean, I thought um, Tyrese Maxey and Kelly Oubre both had really solid games. Uh, no Tobias Harris and no um, DeAnthony Melton, who did return against... Uh, the Atlanta Hawks the other night, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but definitely was not um, was not a great outing, and we discussed that on the previous episode. But when we get to talk about the Atlanta Hawks game the other night, it was a brutal, brutal um, game from an officiating standpoint, and I think from the standpoint of... Of the Sixers being unable to close out against Atlanta. And I definitely thought that, you know, Tyrese Maxey had a night putting up 35, 4 for 11 from beyond, 7 for 9 from the line, and then had nine assists and eight rebounds to go along with, um, you know, his effort and four steals as well, only three turnovers in 43 minutes. For the young point guard, but unfortunately, you know, um, when he couldn't go in overtime, of course, due to the um, fouling out, no one was really able to step up. I think Patrick Beverly can only give you as much as he's going to, so there needs to be someone else that can step up if that happens moving forward. Um, Tobias Harris had a good night 32 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, So, that was good to see out of Tobias, especially because we know how um, you know how hot and cold he can get, and of course the hope is that he can stay um, you know kind of lukewarm moving forward because you know you don't necessarily need Tobias to put up those numbers as a third option you know scoring. So if he can put up, I mean, around. Uh, I'd say, in the neighborhood of 18 a night. That would be pretty good, even a little bit. You know, you could even take less than that, and he still gives you a good effort. Um, so from that standpoint, I just think that, you know, the 76ers in overtime, they big bugaboo. Of course not having Tyrese Maxey. Of course not having Joel Embiid. But while he is racking up a decent amount of rebounds, I'm still waiting for Paul Reed to kind of get into a groove. I feel like that's something that we have yet to see this season. You know, we saw it a lot last year. We have yet to see it this year. I mean, you know, he's been pretty underwhelming, and I don't know if he's just getting lost in the shuffle because of how much, you know, um, competition is out on the floor and there's only one ball, but, you know, something's got to something's got to give there. Kelly Oubre didn't have a great night. Uh, in 32 minutes, only had 7 points. Didn't get, you know, really a ton of looks from beyond. Only, you know, shot... Three, uh, three three balls, and I feel like that's someone that you want to get into a rhythm early from beyond. Three for 11 from um, the field, just not a night for uh for Ubre. Marcus Morris Sr. had 17 points, three for eight from beyond, and four for nine from the field, so he had a good night, um, as well. And he gave you enough off the bench, but you know, you're still without Robert Covington. Uh, I mentioned you're still without Joel Embiid, and then DeAnthony Melton, who did go, gave you 21 uh, minutes. He's on a minute restriction, and um, uh, Nick Nurse, after the game, didn't say what, how long that's going to last, but we can expect that's probably going to be a good while, um, or a few games, I should say. Not a good while, but a, a few games before he's able to get his feet back under him because he's missed um, you know, so much time. Uh over the last, you know, two weeks. Um, So getting him back into into game form would be be nice. But no Joel Embiid uh, tonight against the Kings as well. So that's going to be interesting to see how they manage that moving forward. But, you know, definitely when you look at how the Sixers defended against the Atlanta Hawks, that was also a little alarming. Now, I thought they did... As good of a job as you could to hold down Trey Young, um, but it was these role players on Atlanta that just seemed to, you know, get hot for them. Um, Jalen Johnson, who I don't think is any, you know, up-and-coming, um, you know, all-star caliber player, ends up with twenty five point sixteen boards. Kind of ridiculous there to be getting beat on the boards like that um, by someone that, I personally don't think you should be uh, getting blown up by in that regard. But, you know, we'll see, um, you know, what the Sixers, you know, what they're going to come out with tonight against Sacramento. We'll see what adjustments they made. DeJounte Murray had a good night, um, you know, and like I said, they did their best to hold him down, but he had 25, um, five for seven from beyond. And as a team, they shot 35.3% matching the 76ers in attempts and made threes with 12 for 34. So that was interesting. Um, but, you know, just uh, just an example of the Hawks just making, you know, one or two more shots more than the Sixers, and that was the deciding factor um, in this game, of course. And uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich had a uh, had a solid game as well. Bogdanovich, I feel like he always gives it to the 76ers, and he had 15 points plus 12 in the plus-minus category. One for eight from beyond. I mean, he's kind of you know he's that he's a shot chucker, so you're going to see that. But you know it, it did annoy me with how the Sixers got out rebounded 55 to 51. I get not having Joel Embiid, but I don't think Atlanta should be that dominant on the boards against you. You know you'd still like to see Paul Reed. Um, you know I get Tobias Harris had 10 boards. He offered you enough there. But Tyrese Maxey having to come up with eight, I didn't think Marcus Morris Senior or Mo Bamba really established themselves on the boards on the glass. So you gotta you gotta establish yourself there as well because you can't give teams opportunities and you you know you can give yourself some second chance opportunities obviously as well by um, by establishing yourself underneath. So I definitely think that's something that the Sixers uh, need to clean up because 16 for. Th- 16 offensive rebounds for the Atlanta Hawks that can't happen I'm not sure how many second chance points they had off of that but they had um enough and then it was you know same thing in the Utah game Sixers won the turnover category they did it again against Atlanta they turned it over a little bit more but 24 turnovers by Utah and 13 by Atlanta and you lose the game that's ridiculous. Um against Utah it was like 24 to 6. Atlanta it's at least 13 to 11. But still, I would have liked to have seen the Sixers against Atlanta, a team like the Hawks, you know, really establish, you know, yourself because right now the 76ers it's it, it's a few weeks ago it seemed like okay, we got the Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. Well, now you're starting to see the Knicks come on a little bit here. They're going on a bit of a stretch. Um, the Cavs are going on a solid stretch. You know, I think they're kind of rallying around Donovan Mitchell. Um, you're seeing Indiana try and get back into some winning ways. So for the 76ers, they've got to get healthy and they've got to get going. I mean, losing two back-to-back against two teams that you really should not have lost to and two teams that aren't even sniffing the play-in game right now. They're on the fringe. So it just... It, it's annoying, it's frustrating, but you know also remembering we're shorthanded is is another um is another reason why you know you kind of pump the brakes, but it's a little concerning um to say the least to just see how far away the bench really is from being um given starting minutes so just fuel for thought, but something that I hope that the seventy sixers will improve upon as we continue throughout the season. So that's going to do it for me um, for this episode. Hopefully, you know, we'll be back on um, tomorrow discussing tonight's action against the Sacramento Kings. Kings coming in 23-14, and, and in the West right now, they are fifth um, three games back on the T-Wolves and the Thunder. So definitely... A game where, you know, the Sixers, again, no Joel Embiid. So this is the first time all season the Sixers have faced off against the Sacramento Kings. Should be an interesting contest. Um, Tyrese Maxey going up against Aaron Fox, two former uh, Kentucky Wildcats going head-to-head. Kind of looking forward to see what that matchup's going to be like. But, you know, one that I would expect it's going to be a showcase between the two. I think is what we're going to see um, those two showcase off their skills and put together why individually one of them thinks they should be the best guard, um, point guard out of Kentucky over the last you know handful of seasons. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in again. Um, like I mentioned, be back on hopefully tomorrow, recapping the game tonight against the Sacramento Kings without Joel Embiid. Hopefully the 76ers are able to keep it close and pull one off at home. Thanks everyone for tuning in again, and as always, I'll talk to you next time.